UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Loki, Dogman, Howling in the Street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. I have another fascinating guest with me. Um, my guest has been on a couple of po- podcasts you might have seen recently. I, I know I have, and his story is really interesting. And who I have with me is Andrew Radzvitz. He's a fellow East Coast guy. He's from New York City, but he's now living in Australia. And we'll talk about why that. And um, But he's a, he's a psychic firefighter. So he's a firefighter, but he's psychic. And you know me, I, I love psychic phenomena. And then also... He's a UFO experiencer, so we're going to get into all that, like how he's having contact and, and everything, but first I want to give him a warm welcome to the show. Andrew, thank you for joining me. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for having me on. This is awesome. Finally get to... No, uh, no. Do you, do you, are you, are you experience contact more in Australia as compared to New York? Do you find it easier to have contact? Yeah, definitely. I live right on the, literally right on the beach where I live right now. And when I was in New York, I lived in Brighton Beach, which is next to Coney Island, right on the beach, literally on the ocean. So I could tell you from ocean, literally from ocean to ocean, no obstructions, no people around, right? Just the sky and the ocean. Definitely here, I've had more contacts. Definitely. That that's amazing. Like, like, what would you say you're having contact with? If you don't, or do you want to tell your backstory? Like, in, like, yeah, sure. So I was originally from New York. I was a New York City firefighter. And then around 2017, I started to go on social media and talk to people. Prior to that, okay, I learned how to do this in 2011. Uh, I I flew to the desert in California and I met a guy named Dr. Stephen Greer. I'm sure your audience is familiar with that name. This Dr. Greer claimed that he could proactively communicate with UFOs and ETs. And I found that really interesting. So I'm like, you could actually do this when you want, like through meditation. I'm like, oh, no, nah, he's got to be full of it, man. I don't know if that's possible. But I saw that he had a lot of ex-military people that he was representing or that were testi- giving testimony to him about their involvement with the phenomena and the cover-up. So I found that interesting. Because in the late 90s, early 2000, I was in the U.S. Coast Guard and I had a UFO sighting. And after then, I never really looked into it until I heard of Dr. Greer. And then I go, wow, you know what? Maybe if I go meet Dr. Greer, I'll meet some military guys that, you know, saw some things and I could talk to them. And I was a firefighter at the time for about five, six years in 2011. And my partner at the time was a police officer. You so were, we flew out to the. I'm sorry. Were you? I wanted to know. Did okay. you go through? Did you go through? Because you seem like you're about my age, or you might be a little bit younger than me. I'm 42. But did you go through 9/11 as well? 
So I got on the fire department in 2006. So after. Okay. However, everyone everyone asked me what you're not 11. Sorry. Basically, I'll just tell you quickly. So my dad was a firefighter for 33 years. My dad was working on 9-11. My dad's company got to the World Trade Center. And literally, they, they were very fortunate. My dad worked in a double house, so an engine and a ladder. And the engine company was walking down the block. And a guy jumped out of a window from the Trade Center and hit a firefighter and killed him. The guy, it's a true story. The guy's name that died was Danny Sir. You can look it up. So Danny Sir died from someone jumping out of a window, hitting him. You know, it was a tragedy. And the guys in my dad's engine company tried to revive Danny when he got hit. And they were giving him first aid, CPR. And as they were doing that, the tower fell. So I would say that all of their lives were saved from one guy's sacrifice. So that's my 9-11 story. My father and the whole firehouse, not one person in my dad's house died on 9-11. But every single house in his area, literally every guy working in every house in that area got killed. You could look it up. Well, I gotta ask you this, like being a New sure. York guy, like what are your what are your thoughts on 9-11? And I know we gotta watch yeah. this on YouTube. So like, like, and this gets into this too. So you know, you hear you hear all sorts of things and uh, conspiracy things. So I flew out to the desert in California, and when I remember I met Greer, I said, What do you hear about 9-11? You know, you got some connections in Washington, right? What do you think? And he said, well, just like you saw it on TV, that's how it happened. However, the, the command was given to stand down. And it was very interesting. I remember seeing a YouTube video of a guy giving testimony. His name might have been Leon, Leon Panetta, possibly. Um, I just remember like an Asian guy or whatever was at the 9-11 trials. And he said he was standing next to Cheney on 9-11 because he was the commander in chief because George Bush was at a school on that day. So he said he was standing next to Cheney and they got a call from the Navy and the Navy said, we have a target heading for the Pentagon. Would you like us to take it out? And Cheney said, stand down. Wow. And he goes, the Navy called again. Does the command still stand? And he goes, yes, it still stands. Now I'm not making this up. You look this up on YouTube. I saw a video about this. I found that interesting. Greer, before I saw that video, Greer told me the command was given to stand down. So I was like, that's interesting. He goes, but it happened like you saw it. There were no conspiracy thing, but the command was given to stand down. And then I saw that video years later. I just found that interesting. And then randomly, I'm in New York. I'm at a, a comedy club called Governors in Long Island, New York, in East Meadow, Levittown, East Meadow area. And I'm with my partner, who's a police officer, right? and was sitting there at a comedy show and this guy sits next to us and we just start talking. And I'm like, where are you from? He's like, Washington, DC. I said, oh, what do you do? He goes, oh, I'm a dentist. I go, really, where? He goes, right down the block from the Pentagon. So I'm like, he's like, what do you do? I'm like, I'm a firefighter. I was a fireman at the time. This is like maybe 2008, nine. And I go, so I have to ask you, man. I said, what do you hear about 9-11? Like, oh, I'm just curious, you know? He, he looked at me, dead serious, he goes, I hear a lot of mixed things, man, and it's not good. He didn't want to get into it. He goes, my clients work in the Pentagon. He goes, I can't get into it. He goes, but I hear a lot of mixed things and it's not good. I was like, all right, you don't have to say anything, man. So whatever that means. So yeah, I think it's messed up, whatever happened, but I don't have any intel. You know, I don't know anything. You know what's so interesting about that with that, the whole story is that like 
that, that all that money went missing like days before that. What is the coincidence that that happened? You know what I mean? Like trillions of dollars go missing. And then you yes. find out that like of what we're going to be talking about today, that if you look into like people like if like it, it, this ties into Dr. Greer too, because if you tie it, if you look into like people like Dan Willis, who I've had on my show, who he's, um he's, uh, he, so he was one of the, the 2001 Disclosure Project witnesses. He talks yep. about that we have a secret space program and that these funds could have been allocated towards, you know, building this secret space program. I don't know if that's, you know, you know, mumbo. I don't think it's mumbo jumbo. I think there's something to that. But something happened to those funds. You know what I mean? I mean, what did you did you ever think? Definitely. About well, I remember Dr. Judy Wood wrote a really interesting book about 9-11. She said that there was some sort of advanced weapon, like a, you know invisible weapon uh, that she did a study on. And she claimed that that's what took the towers down. It literally incinerated them, which I find interesting because the building should not have fallen the way that it did. It, that should not have happened. It should not have collapsed. Okay. That thing was made to last through anything, bro. So I know firemen that were there, you know, guys that were there, guys that lived through it. And a New York City fireman wrote a book. I, I, you could look his name up. You could Google this. Of New York City firefighter. He's retired now, but he wrote a book that he found the black box from the plane. He found it. He dug it up because firemen were down there digging for months. And he dug the black box up from the plane. And he called over the radio. I, you know, I got, the, I got whatever. He saw the black box. He said the feds came in, warm, took it out. So they have the black box. Wow. So they know and that guy wouldn't lie. Why would that guy make that up? You know what I mean? Once again, people say, oh, they're lying. Why would that guy make that up? Then nah, bro, he ain't lying. I'm telling he's not lying about that. That's not BS. There were other guys there that saw it too. Firemen are usually pretty good, credible, good-hearted people. You know what I mean? They're not known to be liars or any bull BS like that. Yeah. He ain't lying, bro. I'm telling you, I ain't lying. That's what happened. That's what happened. But I don't know. I don't. We don't have any intel. That's just really strange. He finds it and the box disappears. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. I've done one. That's on okay. Thing, but sorry. Back to your your story. So you met with Greer in 2011. Yeah. So basically, I met with Greer and a guy that I'm sure your audience knows, named James Iandoli from Engaging the Phenomena. He was there too. I didn't know him prior. Uh, he's a podcaster. I go there. There's like 20 to 30 of us. And Greer's like, all right, we're going to meditate. And through thought, you send out a projection, right? Through your thought and you show, like pretend that someone is in a plane in the sky or an ET is on a craft in the sky. In your mind, project out without saying anything, show them where you are. So, all right, I'm in Melbourne, Australia, right? I'm on the beach. In your mind, not speaking anything. He goes, and then send that out, right? Sit still. And then they will get that because consciousness right is all throughout quantum physics all that stuff it, everything is connected so if it is if it is for me the validation is all right if something's receiving that and they're getting that signal right in their mind or their consciousness whatever the being is the validation is the confirmation is the craft so when i see a craft appear i go oh wow something's listening to what i'm sending out now i've been doing this for 12 years not 12 days, 12 years. So I've seen it all, man, in and out and ups and downs and misidentifying and being out there. I'm so glad that I learned from someone with a lot of experience. Greer had been doing this at this point for, I don't know, 20 years, whatever it was. So I, I had no prior experience trying to make contact, right? So like anything, if you want to learn, go from people that have experience. And I didn't know anyone else. So I went to him 
And I'm glad I did because he said, if you go in with a child like mine, like that book, Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, which is a great read, I highly recommend it for your audience. You read that, you go into contact with that, that's all you'll get back. And I can tell you in 12 years up until this day, I have not had one negative experience, no abduction, no probing, no crazy stuff, nothing, nothing. I go out and meditate, boom, they appear. That's it. It's a beautiful thing. You have I've, to do it outside, or like, like, no. like, like, if I do it in my podcast room here, and then I, I like, say I set time the way to do it, and then I just kind of go outside and check and see if anything happened. Like, or is it so? Outside? I, yeah, I lived in a uh, apartment. I lived in a three bedroom apartment in Brighton Beach, Brooklyn. So sometimes it would snow or really rain, and I can't go out. So I just turn the lights out. That's it. Sit quiet. Do the same protocol, and in the room. You might see something. You might see something, boom, go through the wall or just something, an energy come by. That is very possible. I always say when I project that out, as long as it is safe for you to show yourself, show yourself, meaning if someone or they were being monitored or there's military, or there's planes around or someone could be harmed. No, do not just show yourself. I don't want to scare anyone. I don't want to hurt anyone. So when people are cynical or they make a joke out of this or they think this is a big joke, they're never going to see a craft. These people in the government, not all of them, but some of them that are so against us and, oh, this is not real. No, you're never going to see anything because that, that's the attitude you have. You're going to attract that back. It's the law of attraction. So, right. So if you send out something good, you're going to have something good come back. So if you're sending out that negativity, this is all BS. Yeah, it's going to be that. So I have nothing against being people being skeptical. That's healthy. I was very skeptical when I did this and I met Greer. The first night out, I didn't see anything. I just didn't. I was out. I'm like, all right, I don't see anything. Shit. I mean, is this me? Is it my partner? We weren't meditating, not, you know, 24-7. Are we bad experiences? I'm thinking, oh, my God. I go back to the hotel room that night. And I and Greer said, if you go back to your room, if you're inside, he goes, and something happens or you see a light, just relax and welcome it in and just see what happens. So I'm like, all right, that probably won't happen to us, right? I go to sleep, wake up at 3 a.m., bang. I see a green light on the wall, like the flash on a camera. I, I wake my partner. Oh, you see that? She goes, yeah. I go, all right, I'm going to go to the wall. And maybe it's a smoke detector or a light outside. I don't know. But we're staying in Borrego Springs, which is the desert in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing going on outside. There's no street lights. There's nothing, dude. We're in the middle of nowhere. So I get up. I go to the wall. And now it's, it's gone. So I was like, oh, probably a reflection, right? I, I look in, go outside. Nothing. No lights outside. Nothing go back, lay down. I'm sitting with her. I'm like, that was pretty interesting. Boom. The light reappears and it moves a few feet up and it's just flashing, just like a little tic-tac. They talk about the tic-tac. This is tiny, literally like a tic-tac, just flashing, like a flash on a camera every, I don't know, 30 seconds to a minute. Just, And I'm like, all right, well, Gria said, just relax and welcome this in. So let's do that. So we sat and we just said, all right, however you feel safe in here, you could stay here. And we just sat there, kept quiet. From 3 a.m. until the sun rose, the thing stayed. When the sun was up, boom, that was it. It was gone. It was daytime. I went to the room, told, you know, the group I was with, the 30 people. And James Iandoli was in that room, too. He heard this, shared my experience with Greer. And he said, what do you think it was? What do you think was going on? I said, I felt like there was a giant craft outside. And it sent like a probe in the room to check us out, to make sure we weren't going to freak out. I don't know, something like that. I don't know, maybe they had a little download with us. You wait, you said you're but I don't know this too. You're or your wife, or, or yeah, my partner at the time. 
we've all been there together. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm remarried now, so I have a new wife. But yeah, at the time, yes, my partner at that time, short. I mean, that's um, amazing we, stuff, man. Like, but so, like, let me ask you this: like, what do sure. you think you're in contact with? Do you think it's interdimensional? Do you think it's extraterrestrial? This is the thousand dollar question because the reason why I say that is because we want to know, like. Is there anything else out there in space? Or do you think something like it's like string theory, like things are coming interdimensionally and they're 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 contacting us that way? Like what do you think? Like so when I have so since that moment, right? So I told Greer what happened, right? Literally from that moment on, yeah. during the day I started to see orbs or lights or whatever. I, I like I said, this is the first time I saw it this close. And then from that night on, we went back out into the desert. Dude, from the moment we were setting up chairs, we weren't even done setting up. As we're setting up chairs, people are like, oh, I see a craft. And then there were remote viewers in the group, people that came and they go, okay, at 8.30, 9.23, they gave us exact time and exact coordinates. They said, there's gonna be a craft there. And you'll say, yeah, they probably set this up. This is all nonsense. It's a conspiracy. Dude, I do the same thing in my home. I'll sit and go, okay, at 8.44 or 9.12, I'm getting a feeling. Is it right 100% of the time? No, nothing is ever 100% on point always. But if you get a feeling, try it out. What have you have to lose, right? So I write it out and I have gone outside. And at that time, I've seen things too. So it's not just with Greer, but it started there. And then I came back to New York and hooked up with a group near Albany, New York. And once a month, they still exist. I'll give you a link for them. I put it on my Twitter too today. There's a group up there. We go for free. Nothing. Didn't cost a penny. We'd go meditate in a circle and then boom, lights would come. If it was rainy or cloudy, we would do what's called cloud parting. I learned about this from Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley's cousin, I believe, wrote a book and said he was driving down the street with Elvis and Elvis goes, watch this. It was raining or it was cloudy and Elvis went like this and the clouds parted. It stopped raining above their car. And he's like, huh? How the heck did you do that? He goes, oh, I parted the clouds. So I was like, is that possible? We started doing that in our contact circle. If it was rainy or cloudy with your thought, tell the clouds to get out of here. No, so like, when this this makes me say, like, what do you think this means about our reality? Like, the, the, because mm -hmm. like, do you think this means we're in some kind of simulated reality where our thoughts create our reality? Or do you think? Um, yeah, so I think that these beings, so I think there are extraterrestrials from, other planets or other solar systems that are tied into consciousness. So in a thought, boom, now I see a craft here, or even it's in a couple locations. It can tri-locate, bi-locate, quad-locate. It's not just seeing one spot. Sometimes there's multiples of these things. So there's something with our consciousness that's connected to these beings, these craft. I know I've seen some come from literally out of the water or out of the, like literally a mess. Where are you coming from? They say, we're here. This is our planet. We live here. We're coming out of the earth or out of the ground. I'm like, oh, that's, oh, that's interesting. Oh. Revelation. So they're not, they're not interdimensional. They're not extraterrestrial. They so, so there are extraterrestrials and then there are interdimensional beings. The problem with that is the interdimensionals. You have some people out there, maybe that aren't that well or some psychopaths that are praying or meditating to these interdimensional beings or opening portals and bringing them in thinking that they're ET, they're not. They pretend to be ET. So this is where it gets tricky. 
and Greer's talked about this. I'm not the first to bring this up. There are some beings that come through. So how do you know the difference, right? You're going to see an interdimensional being or an ET. My experience with this is I've never had an ET experience where they told me to do something bizarre or crazy or mean or evil or vindictive. If you're getting that from something, I don't want to communicate with that. That's not a good sign, yeah. right? Like it's common sense. I wouldn't, what? But you hear bizarre stories out there, people hurting people or their families over this or their kids are possessed or, whoa, dude, that's not ET. That's something else, dude. You know that what? is. I was going to say, Andrew, we've had this since the beginning of time. Like if you think about like the Mayans, like I love to study ancient history. And if you look into the Mayans, it looks like the Mayans were like real good when they were with like their God Quetzalcoatl or whatever, like whoever that was, like I, I, it's a lot of speculation on who it could have been, but then like it says later that they got corrupted by this like evil entity that convinced them to do um, uh, s sacrifice and stuff like that. So what I'm trying to say is it seems like other worldly entities have had an involvement in human affairs for like quite some time. Would you agree? If you, if you look in just about every religious text, there's always, you know, a, a good being, a light being, and then there's someone with horns, right? Like almost every text, you're like, whoa, what is that? A demon or it's just an expression. It's a metaphor. If this is the beginning of time, right? And there was no one here, just me and you, we were hanging out and a UFO landed, right? And, and an ET or someone got off. We'd be like, oh my God, that's God, right? You'd be like, what is that? How did I get here? Now, this is what you have to remember. What you're seeing that's probably the pet dog from wherever it was sent because would an ascended master or a god travel through light years and come in person to a planet that now is hostile or a hostile planet? Would they take that risk coming here and risk getting killed, harmed, or injured? Probably not. They're going to send a probe. So yeah. what people think they're seeing, oh, my God, I saw Archangel Michael and, and, and the leader of Zeta Reticulite. No, you didn't. You saw the pet dog. I'm just yeah. being honest with you. That's my, my belief. You're probably seeing a probe. Now, as you go on and you keep meditating and you keep growing and expanding and unfolding this naturally, organically for the right intention, yes, you will have contact and then you can have contact with higher levels and higher realms, 100%. This is stuff written in the ancient text. The Buddhists talked about this. Greer talked about this. Once again, this is nothing new. When you do it organically through meditation and you just let it unfold naturally in that Zen mind, beginner's mind, that childlike state, one, number one, it's beautiful and it's for the right intention. So you'll have these experiences when people are either using electronics because they're all electronics to simulate or to make these things happen to open portals electronically or they're messing around with things like that. You're playing around with danger. Okay, and you might be opening up a portal like Alistair Crowley did and Jackie Parsons right before the Roswell incident. They were doing black magic and they opened yeah. a portal and then Roswell happens. What a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, come I, on, wake up. But I, I, did wanna, <laughs> I did wanna say this, that you, I, I'd love to get into that too, what they did. They, they, they did some kind of blood sex magic ritual where they, they, cha they channeled that alien lamb. Like I heard they took, they would take a woman out to the desert and like, do like disgusting things to her and to, to try to birth this child of like um, evil. You know what I mean? Like that they wanted to bring this evil child into the world. Did you ever hear about that? Yeah, sure. So, and like my understanding with all of this or just common sense, if something is telling me to cut myself open or something, no way, that's yeah. not happening. That's sacred, man. I have children. 
I, I wouldn't want to see them bleed for any. No, what are you crazy? That's yeah. disgusting. So if any god or any any something came to me and told me to do that, I'd be making a U-turn. I wouldn't be praying to it. And it always with the, those things, it always turns out bad. Jackie Parsons blew himself up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it yeah. never ends good. And these people are praying to these things that they think are gods or Satan or whatever they're doing, demons or these enemies, whatever it is. And when they don't know what they're doing, and then it always ends better. There's some, oh, they sold their soul. They did this, that. It's always a horrible, tragic ending. So I don't think it's worth it. Or you could sit with me, hang out in my yard, and none of that happens. We're just having a nice, peaceful experience. We get a few things on film, and I've had my footage documented. I've had it analyzed by multiple professional agencies, by multiple people out there, not just one. For nothing, just do it. Just take a look at it. Tell me if it's real or not. You take a look. And if it is, it is. And I've had my footage analyzed, and it's going to be on a TV show called Close Encounters Down Under. It's being shown in the UK right now on Blaze TV and Sky TV. It is coming to A&E TV worldwide and 7 Mate in Australia, and it'll be on YouTube. I have some clips on my page. That's my footage. They analyzed it. They told me it is classified as unknown. That is from the head of MUFON in Australia. So you can make that what you want. That's awesome. Well, one thing I did want to cover with you, a couple things. I want to cover your work with the Monroe Institute. Um, I know you're, you're doing that. I'm a big fan of the Monroe Institute. And, and I also want to cover your psychic abilities, too, before we go. Sure. But the, the, the thing with the Monroe Institute really interests me because uh, I have the book behind me, Journeys Out of the Body. I've always been a big fan of Robert Monroe. Then um, I got to interview a couple people um from the from the institute i got to interview joe gallenberger who's an instructor and then i got to recently interview paul elder who was like the ceo of the monroe institute saskatchewan which is up in canada or whatever but like but he was actually closing that location i guess they might not be getting a lot of business or whatever but like which i think is sad because i love the monroe institute i love like what they do like you said that i, I heard you in your truth seekers interview say you hooked up with a group from New York that was like the Monroe Institute version of New York. And then I wanted you to talk about that. And, and if you're using their yeah, technology so, currently to, to, to connect. Yeah, I use their meditation every night. So the gateway uh, voyage, they call it. The, I believe it's a gateway voyage open exercise, like for beginners. It's right on YouTube. I posted on my Twitter. So people say, oh, this costs all this money. No, it doesn't. You can get it for nothing. And you type in the Monroe Institute, you type in your zip code, wherever you are in the world. I look, I hooked up with the local group here in Melbourne, where I am. And, and in Times Square, there was one where I was living near New York City. I said, oh, cool. Let me check this out. So I went to a person's apartment and there was about 10 of us. And every, some people were just, oh, I work, you know, a nine to five. Oh, I do this. I do that. It's not all psychic and airy fairy. It's not that at all. And I said, all right, what are we going to do? They go, oh, we're going to go out of body and we're going to connect with non-corporal entities. So if you want to call them other beings, ETs, whatever you want to call them, they're just other beings. Now, the U.S. Army has studied this. They've done studies on this. This is very real. Once again, if you're going into this with the wrong intention or with a machine gun, if I was a being and I saw someone like this with nothing in their hands or I saw an army guy with a gun or, or arms, I probably wouldn't talk to him. I don't know. I'm just saying personally. So if you're going with the right intent, they're probably going to get that back. But if you're going in to, to go and fight or kill someone, well, I would protect myself if someone came at my family, of course. You know, so why wouldn't they? As above, so below. This group, we meditated for about 10 minutes. 
uh, just a guided meditation, just like they have on YouTube. And then literally in this person's apartment, we were not outside in the apartment. It's like open. You could talk. So if you see something, say whatever you're seeing. So people are like, oh, you know, I see a being standing here. They're describing them. I'm not seeing that. I was new. I was very fresh. So I wasn't seeing all the same things. This is my first time there. I went there a couple of times. I went there a couple of times to this person's apartment, learned the protocols. And then I infuse this with my C5 work. And I go, why can't I just do this meditation in my home or my yard and contact the UFOs and ETs like I am? So some nights I'll play a meditation by Greer. Some nights I'll play the uh, YouTube meditation by the Monroe group. Some nights I will sit in silence, nothing. And it's the same thing through thought. The best results though, that Monroe group meditation on YouTube, that is five-star fire, bro. That any person I've sat with and played that, it's easy. He speaks to you nice, Bob Monroe. It's nice and soft. You just listen to his voice, sit there, and I keep my eyes open so I don't miss anything. And I have had some amazing experiences. And yeah, I could tell you this for years. We could talk about this. But now that the CIA or the government or army says, oh, yeah, this is real. We did this. Now everyone believes it. People need, I get it. They want to believe in the government that, that they can trust them. I get it. So when they come out and say these things, now people want to have this talk. But 10 years ago, 12 years ago, five years ago, when I was saying this, they're like, oh, you're crazy. No, that stuff is impossible. You know, oh, what you're saying, what's in that New York Post article? I ended up being in the New York Post. No, I did not ask to be. I was on social media talking about experiences and then someone on their own from the New York Post somehow heard of me, slid me a DM and said, I'm dropping an article about you tomorrow. And I'm like, what? About what? They're like, oh, your experiences. I go, whoa, 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 hold on. What about my experiences? There's a lot of things. And I'm a New York City firefighter. I don't want to look like a kook. I want this to come out the right way. This is a very serious thing. It's sensitive. And they would not tell me what was in the article. So I said, no, man. I, I want nothing to do with that. I, I, I don't, don't run it. And three weeks later, I have to call in my job telling them everything. The fire department was behind me 100%. They said, we have no problem with what you're doing. I called the press desk there and talked to Frank. Frank said, no problem. I think he's still there. And he said, no problem. What you're doing, we have no problem. All the firemen should be doing what you're doing. On your days off, you're doing C5. You're doing meditation. You're helping people. You're connecting people with the deceased loved ones. What's wrong with that? I said, nothing. They go, exactly. So we have no problem with what Andrew's doing. And they ran the article anyway. And it turned out to be a blessing because I've gone on the journey and met people. But I did not ask for it to go that way. But sometimes life doesn't work out the way you want. You know, it just it works out better. Who knows? That's fascinating. I'm so glad that they actually had your back because like, you know, the topic of UFOs can be like really taboo, especially like. As a yeah. Person. I think people. Yeah, dude. Around, you know, well, well. It depends who you talk to. Now, they could be cool with that. And depending on where you work, if your captain or your boss goes, what, there's something wrong with this guy. He needs to go see the doctor. He's mentally ill. Forget it, bro. You're gone. You're going to be sick. This is how this works. Cop, fireman, if you have any sign of mental illness as a boss, right, you want to make sure as safe. Now, if a guy's coming in talking about going off planet, maybe that's a little wacky right so i can understand someone being concerned saying whoa, whoa let's just send him to the doctor right i get it let's send him to the doctor make sure everything's okay right and maybe he's just mentally ill or we don't know now luckily i was around good people that i didn't have to go through that horror but i've heard stories of people that they yeah they had to go get checked out go to a psych ward 
go to this, that, nothing happened. There was nothing to it because you can't prove anything, right? Can't bring anyone off planet or do whatever. It sounds crazy. However, guys from work started coming over my house and started seeing the phenomena with me. Guys from work, I started to do psychic readings on. I started to read their wives, their cousins, their in-laws. Because I don't like to read people I know. Because I'm like, I know you, bro. I know everything about you. You're going to say the whole time, especially if I'm And he's going to go, oh, you know all that shit, bro. Come on. So I'm like, all right, give me your cousin. Someone I don't know. There's no way I can know anything about her, right? So unless she's related to you, but that's it. And I was doing this. And they're like, oh, my God. I, I do it in front of them. I'd read their cousin in front of them. And they're like, holy shit. How do you know things about my family in Mexico? There's no bro. This is before I was on social media, before any of I don't that. I know if you knew this, but I I have psychics on every week because I'm a real big proponent of psychic phenomena. Like I do live psychic shows where I let psychics come on and do readings. Like I don't know if that would help you. Like you know, like if you if that would help. Your yeah, family, yeah, yeah. I would have you on. So there. how however, I was going to say the, the the um time difference though. I mean, I usually do yeah, it yeah. I'm Eastern. So what I was going to say is anyway. However, you re you know release this to do whatever you whoever you want, however you want to do it, you just give away free reading to someone and they can contact me anytime. I say that because I've been live with people and they're like, oh, I want to get read. I go, are you certain you're ready for me to say anything? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then if something gets really sensitive, like for example, somebody said that to me, and I go, okay. So last week you took your wife to somewhere. And you had a child and the child is no longer with us. You went to a clinic. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, I, and they're like, no, 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 that didn't happen, bro. I'm like, so I'd rather read you in private. You know what I mean? Just for your health and safety. And you don't want relatives hearing that stuff. And if you're lying, which people have done that, I've read people publicly, they've lied and said, no, 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 man. After they've come up to me and said, no, no, man, you're accurate. I go, why did you just lie in front of everyone? Oh, I just met this girl and I didn't want her to know like that. I go, bro, you just lied to 50 people. You know what I mean? Now they think I'm a fraud. So and when I read someone one-on-one, -on -one, I say, you can record it, keep it, do whatever you want with it. But in the hour, whatever I say, dude, is the truth. This is it. This is what's coming out. You do what you want with it. And so far, no complaints. I'll leave it at that, man, because it's, it's safe. Anything comes up that's hairy or trauma-based. You pick up anything on me. I'm having problems with my girlfriend. Like, <laughs> like, no, I don't know. She just stopped talking to me. Like, she, you know, like I might have acted a little weird at times, which caused that. But, like, can you read anything from that situation? Like, just off the bat, like, I know it's hard, but, like, if, see, I was just seeing, like, if you, is there anything you can pick up? So I just read for three hours before this interview. So I'm not reading. I will gladly read you anytime you'd like but I just don't do it. I'm done for the day. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Three hours done. I just read for three hours, bro. I'm done. When That's it. You, when did you start realizing you were psychic? So my grandmother, when she was alive, we used to watch Unsolved Mysteries. And I said, one day when you pass, boom, why don't you come through to me and let me know you're okay. You're in heaven. She goes, yeah, I will. And 18 years later, she dies. I'm in a restaurant in town in Floral Park where I grew up called Jameson's. And this medium, I didn't know at the time, this guy comes in and comes up to me and mom and goes, someone in your family just died. They had cancer on their face. Go, yeah. Okay, that's true. And he goes, "Who? which one are you? You or your mom was born on Easter Sunday. My mom was born on Easter Sunday in the 1950s. Wow. So I waited a year because I was skeptical, right? I had to check the guy out first. Yeah. Waited a year, came to him. He read me. I recorded it. I still have it on my phone. 
at the his name is Robert Hansen. You can look him up. At the end of the reading, he goes, "You have you know you have this gift, right?" I go, "What are you talking about? I'm a firefighter." He goes, "Now you have it." I go, "Okay, what do I do?" He goes, "Come here on the weekend. I'll teach you how to turn it on and off. You do it when you want, not when on command like a dog. You don't just do it when someone says you do it when you want, and you'll learn how to do this the right way." I said, "All right, uh, whatever." I was skeptical, so I went on the weekend. There was like thirty people in the room. We meditated for about five minutes. I sat knee to knee with somebody and then boom, all of a sudden, black and white images started coming out above him like a Charlie Chaplin film. And I'm describing, all right, I see a car going down the block. They hit into a tree and a man loses his left leg. And the person was like, yeah, that, you know, it's my uncle Vinny. I'm like, what? Nah, they're lying to me, right? Come on, they're just making me feel good. Well, after doing that for months and months and months and for nothing, bro, I just go there and train, just to train, yeah. train, train, right? You gotta train, man, you can't just do this. I trained eventually. They were like, oh man, all right, maybe there's something to this. And then finally, yeah. So that was around 2010, 2011-ish. And then since then, I would go to the firehouse and then on my days off, I'd read people for nothing, just to help them, just to help them. Because what that guy did for me when he read me and connected me with my grandmother, no therapist, no priest, nobody could have done that. I was healed, bro, done. And I said, if I could do that for someone, I don't want to do anything else. That's why I said, give away a reading to anyone you want, man. I'll read anyone. I prefer not to know anything, not even you. I know slightly something about you. I don't want your guests to be any skeptical. Find a rando. Find someone to contact me and whatever their experience is. That's the best way to do it. I, and I recommend anyone, find someone you don't know. That way they know nothing about you. And then when it happens, it's like, holy crap. I, all I gave him was my first name. How could that guy know anything about me? Back in the day when we did readings, there was no social media. People would just call you and just leave a first name and you give them a time. No, nothing. No social media. I was not on Facebook. No links. None of this BS today. There was no way to look any, nothing. Like it couldn't even happen. Someone would just show up at a time, first name. That's it. Now with yeah, COVID and everything, you got to do it. Hotline? Do you remember that stuff where people used to call the psychic hotline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cleo and stuff like that. Like they were yeah. like right off the phone. Like, you know, like it was like, yeah. it, I, I wonder where this comes from. Like, I wonder where Psy comes from. I wonder <laughs> if it's all consciousness related. It has to be, right? Definitely. 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 I, I know that there's a big thing with consciousness. There's a big thing with, you know, DNA. I definitely feel that consciousness is the key to all of this, not to get too sidetracked with whatever the Zeta Reticuli beings are telling you or the world's going to end. Come on. That's not happening. That's not happening, dude. We're here forever. I don't know. That's just at least what I think. Maybe one day, you know, in how many thousands of years, but the consciousness goes on. So are we in a matrix? Are we in a giant video game? Well, we're very subservient, right? We like to obey. We like order. We all do, right? I like to know I'm safe. I like to know my kids are safe. We all do. So doing this is like going, whoa, so against that. And you notice the more you go against it, you get resistance. And then people come up out of nowhere saying, you're crazy and you can't do this. All that does is accelerate me and want me to do this even more. I just love it because it's energy. So if you're wasting that negative energy on me, right? You're Oh, you're full of crap. And I have learned over the years to take that and turn that and utilize that for good. So bring it, whatever it is. If you're focusing on me, good or bad, you're still focusing on me. So you're wasting energy. If it's bad, go read a book, go help someone else. Forget about me. That's how you could do the most with your energy. Focus on your family. Go do something. If you focus on Twitter or whatever nonsense, you're giving a lot of power to that person. And if they know consciousness and they know how this works, wow. They're going to see some amazing stuff. They're going to see UFOs appear and all these amazing things.
I agree. So, uh, so let me ask you this to sum everything up and finish up here. Like, is it just as easy as just meditating to the Monroe? Um, or, or like, is there like CE5, like binaural beats, like on online that we can use? To- oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Dr. Gray has an app, the CE5 app. He goes through step by step the protocols. You can go on YouTube and they're probably on there for free. So, people complain about a $10 app. I think it's perfect because everything's right there done. You can even find people in your area. You want to just deal with people you don't want Korea you buy that buy that for 10 bucks you can find local people in the area if you don't want to pay anything a guy named Costa K-O-S-T-A Makaris M-A-K-E-R-E-S so you know he's amazing I know him very well if you want to connect with a guy for free and do this there you go I know him very well he's a great guy so whatever you're looking for you can find the thing is you know how it is man people love to complain and they love to people to validate their complaints so when you stay away from the nonsense and you just stick to what is, you'll have amazing experiences with this. Whether you want to pay five grand, go meet Gria and learn the way, I would do it all over again. I think it cost me two grand and two grand. So it's two grand for me, two grand for my partner when I met Gria. But we fled to the desert, made a week of it, made it, spent another week out there, made a beautiful vacation. I don't regret any of it. If I didn't learn from him, you could go on YouTube or Google and find all sorts of nut jobs. And if they're telling you that they're going off planet every day and they're not, and they're lying to you, you're going to learn the wrong way. And I don't want to see anyone do that. So look around, be silent the best you can. If it resonates with someone or you see someone that's doing it the right way, I'm not going to say any names, but you have to figure that out. You're going to meet good. You're going to meet bad along this way. You just got to go with what feels good for you. Yeah. Like what resonates with you. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Whatever it is, man. I'm not telling anyone to do what. Listen, whatever you want, you'll find your tribe, man. Find the others. There's others out there that'll validate your nonsense, and then there's others that'll call it out. It's whatever you want to do, man. Whatever journey you want to go on. I agree, man. Well, um, can you tell everybody where to find you? And thank you for doing this. Buddy. Yeah, sure, man. Anytime, yeah, man. I, I pre- can you talk about tell your buddy? Yeah, so yeah, so in right COVID, going crazy, losing our minds, right? What are we gonna do? For some reason, I just started writing. I just started writing, never wrote anything. I wrote out, I wrote about experience I had in the firehouse. So I named my book Angels in the Firehouse. The book will come out because I'm working on a few other projects at the moment. The book will come out, I don't know, sometime in the next year. But the book is done when it's out. I'll let you know. Anyone can find me. You just go to the psychicfirefighter.com. It's real easy. Go there. You could watch the TV show that I'm going to be on. I have the whole, whole clip right on my website click right in bang it's right there in front of you so you'll see my ufo videos and they're analyzed right there by the pros at at mufon here in australia and my story and everything it's amazing they did a great job and like i said pick one person please from your audience Uh, they want a reading great as long as they're open to this and they're not cynical i will read or help anyone and anyone that knows me knows that including you anyone man you need something anytime and reach out to me i'll help you however i can that's we're all in this together Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And I'll send you a link. I'm going to post this tonight. Anytime, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the time difference, too. I know it's crazy. Thanks, man. Nice meeting you. Thank you.